Welcome to the Rise and Thrive Podcast. My name is Liz Paris. And I'm Christina Cyphers. We're sisters. And we have been on a journey to get unstuck in life and learn tips, tools, and techniques to find more success, love, and happiness. We want to share what we've learned with you to help you move from surviving to thriving. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Arise and Thrive. Uh, We are excited today to talk about something we all get to deal with in life, and that's emotions. And um, we, both Christina and I have funny funny, not so funny stories (laughs) to share today. But um, first we want to talk a little bit about like what, what happens when we don't attend to our emotions and the problems that can kind of come in for us and internally, but then also for um, our relationships and what happens when we kind of bottle up our emotions inside and we don't process those out. Um, We can shut down our voice. It can make us feel really stuck. And we can feel really hopeless. It can feel like things aren't going to change because we're kind of stuck in a a rhythm or an emotion that just keeps coming up and we can't process that out. And we can feel really cloudy or confused. We can um, not know what to do or what, um, what could be helpful for us to move through it. And so, and these kinds of things can hurt not only us, but our family members. And we sometimes we'll take things out on them like children or our spouses or people we work with, or, you know, someone that we were close to a friend or something like that. And I've even seen it happen like at the grocery store, (laughs) like, you know, someone just like totally come out on somebody else. And it's like, Hey, that's not okay to just release all your emotions on this other person. And it, you know, I call it dumping on others. Um, and just one day I was hanging out at Walmart waiting for a prescription and, and someone was ahead of me and she just was livid with the clerk because that clerk wasn't, um, able to renew her prescription and her prescription had expired. And so she was taking it all out on this clerk. Well, that's not even the clerk's job. That's her, that's the customer's job to check with their, their doctor's office and make sure they have their renewed prescription, right? But because this lady was caretaking for her mother and you could see the stress in her life, it was just um, coming out on this clerk because she didn't know how else to get it out. And sometimes we just don't know what to do. We don't know how to process those out. And we have emotions, but sometimes we even hide from that. Like, no, I'm not mad or I'm not this or that. Or, um, you know, we we act like it's not going on when it is. (laughs) And so... Anyway, and we can even pass our emotions on, like they can be passed from a parent to a child. And then as they grow up, they kind of can pass those things on to their children. And so, you know, frustration when somebody writes on the couch with a permanent marker that happened with my son when he was young and I was so frustrated. I was like, you don't do that, you know? And and it's tricky to, because you have an emotion come up, but then it's tricky to process that emotion out in a healthy way that won't hurt you or your child or your relationship. And so that they're not internalizing those emotions and then passing those on to others. So anyway, just today's all about emotions and how can we handle those and what do we do with those as they come up? And both Christina and I, this last weekend had great opportunities (laughs) to kind of have emotions come up 
and then to to kind of feel that and be human and all of that and then to try to process those things out and so do you want to tell your story first Christina you had sure I'll go first (laughs) so on Sunday I drove to Utah I live in Grand Junction I made a four-hour drive up to Utah Um, I am a photographer and I was photographing a wedding and it actually happened to be a friend's wedding a good friend from my childhood and we were doing our get the getting ready photos at her house and um, so I was there in her home and she has two dogs and I had never met the dogs before this day Um, I think they're kind of newer dogs for them And um, so I know how to act around dogs. I've had a dog for eight years now and I have two dogs and I'm very familiar with dogs. And I've never had any negative incidences with dogs with myself. Dogs really like me. I feel like dogs are actually a really good judge of character. You know, they can really, you know, tell if people are good or not. I've always thought that and I've never had a problem with a dog in my life. They like me, I like them. And so, I met her dogs and I know exactly how to be around dogs. I put my hand down, let them smell it, waited for their approval. Then I pet them. And, and someone even made the comment while I was there, the makeup artist was there doing her makeup at the time. She said, wow, the dogs love you so much. And I was just loving on them and you know, they were loving it. And um, after petting them for a little bit, I went to go photograph a few more pictures. Cause when you're doing getting ready photos, you don't need to be there the whole time taking pictures of the whole process. So. Yeah, I took a little break, cut the dogs, and I went back. And um, I decided, oh, I'm going to go get my light. And so I walked past the dogs again. Um, I went and gave them a little pet and said, oh, hi. And I was just petting them. And all of a sudden, the dog just bit me right in the face. I've never wasn't been the, bit by a dog before. Wasn't the dog on the couch, right? So it was kind of... I no, it wasn't. It was on the floor. Oh, okay. And um, I kind of went close by the dog, but it jumped up at me and bit me in the face. Oh. Ouch. And um, <laughs> I have an autoimmune disease called ITP and I bleed. My blood does not clot like a normal person. And so I couldn't even see what the damage was. I was bleeding intensely and I just ran, like I saw blood dripping from my face, ran to the bathroom, which was right behind me, maybe four or five feet behind me grabbed a wad of toilet paper and just had it against my face. Um, And I was kind of in shock for a moment. I was just like, well, what just happened? Like I just got bit by a dog and my husband happens to be a physician. So immediately I called him and my phone in my pocket, I called him, didn't answer. I called him multiple times. He didn't answer. I have a friend who's an ER doctor. I, I called him. It went straight to voicemail. I knew he was at work because of that. And so Um, then I text my husband a picture and a message and then he finally um, called me back he was with our children at the park actually and um, told him what happened he told me to clean it out really well that the biggest uh, problem with dog bites is actually infection and so I cleaned it out with hydrogen peroxide like 20 times just kept dumping hydrogen peroxide dumping it on it and then Of course, the bride, my friend and her fiance at the time, they felt terrible. The makeup artist, you know, we were all like, this was a terrible thing. I didn't blame them, of course, at all. Like, I know animals, you cannot expect what animals are going to do. And I like to put myself in my friend's shoes. Like, what if someone came over to my house and my dog bit him in the face? I would hope that would never happen because my dogs are really loving. But you really never know. Animals have their own temperament. They're their own people. And, you know, so I don't blame them at all. Um, And so I... I just put a smile on my face and it's totally fine. 
um, and went on shooting and it was a little bit difficult because I was bleeding and so I'd get blood on my camera and it was just like the only thing I really wanted to do was go straight home to my husband and have him look at my face and do whatever he needed to do. Um, he did a lot of surgery rotation, so he does have to know, know how to suture. And so I was just kind of like, wow, the only time I really need my husband, to, his doctor <laughs> abilities, and he's four You're hours like away. Hundreds of miles away. Yeah, and I was just like, this freaking sucks. But you know what, it's my friend's wedding. I'm gonna completely forget about everything that has to do with my face and I'm gonna be the best photographer I can be. And that's what I did, I just said, I kept telling them, no, it's fine. I'm totally fine. And I just went and I photographed the whole day and I didn't even really think of my face once. I had, uh, I ate at the wedding. So a few people saw it and they asked me, you know, what happened? I was like, oh, the dog bit me. And, and I just kind of kept in all of my emotions and didn't even really think about, you know, what could happen and what did happen and what is going to happen. And then the second that the wedding was over and I was done doing my job, I just started bawling in the car. Like I went straight to Walmart. So the wedding was photographed at, um, in Draper, Utah at Cactus and Tropicals, a beautiful event center. And across the streets, actually Walmart. I like navigated Walmart and it's like 500 feet to the very north or whatever. I was like, what the heck? I was like, oh, there it is. Went straight into Walmart, literally bought every scar cream that was there. I think I spent like $80 at Walmart on scar creams and Neosporin. And I didn't know what I needed. I just bought like a bunch of stuff. I was like, I might need any of this. A lot of bunch of stuff. Um, and just sobbed all the way to my dad's house because I was so worried about my face. I mean, I wish I could have gotten bit anywhere else, literally anywhere in my entire body would have been fine. But I think your face, you know, it just looks like my face looks disgusting. It looks so bad. The bite is just like under my nose and on top of my nose. And um, so I just went home and I literally just cried and cried and cried because I was so worried about my face. And then as soon as I woke up in the morning, I just, even though I had things I was supposed to do, I, I was actually really looking forward to this trip in Utah because I didn't bring my kids with me. So I was going to go shopping with some friends and I was going to do some things around the house that we needed. There was a sprinkler person coming to my dad's house. So I needed to meet with them. And I just, it was 6.20 when I woke up. And the only thing I could think about was I need to get to a plastic surgeon because this could definitely be permanent damage. So I got in the car. Um, I text the sprinkler people and said, I'm heading out of here. I got to go to the doctor. And I knew I couldn't get a hold of a doctor because it was super early. So I just started on my drive and I got out of the Canyon at about 8.20 and I called the a plastic surgeon that's well known here in Grand Junction. And they were so great to me. I told them I got bit in the face and they're like, we have a very full day, but you know, we'll see if we can get you in. And they got me in the second, I actually drove straight to my, the doctor's office and um, it was too late for me to do, he said he would have stitched up some things if he would have been there right afterwards, but because the healing process had already started that I needed to just wait for the healing process to finish and come back in three months. And then if there, if he needed to re yeah, he could, or there's laser surgery, like laser procedures they can do to help with scarring. But he was kind of like, it's, you know, it is what it is. Let's reevaluate in three months. So um, it took me a few days. I think the biggest thing for me was I was so upset. I knew I couldn't talk to anyone because anything that I would have said to anyone, I would have been completely negative and very angry because this had happened to me. So like Liz tried to call me and I just said, I can't talk to you. My husband tried to call me. I wouldn't even talk to him. I didn't talk to anyone. My friends tried to call me. I was like, I cannot talk to you. My aunt tried to call me. I was like, I like literally, I need to take some time. It's like Liz was talking about when you have negative emotions and because I had to hold those emotions and I got bit at two o'clock in the afternoon 
And I wasn't able to even really think about my bite until I think it was about 1030 at night where we finished photographing the wedding. It wasn't until that time that I was able to even like feel those emotions and mourn that my face was, you know, maybe permanently damaged. And so it was, it was, it's been difficult. I'm not going to lie. It's been very hard. <laughs> even now I look in the mirror and I get teary eyed because I'm so upset at my face. I'm not mad at the dog. I'm not mad at my friend, just upset that this happened to me, I think. And so I've had to, I deal with the emotions over and over again. It's like, I feel like I'm okay with it. And then all of a sudden I, you know, I look in the mirror or my kids, Kimber got home from school after on Monday when I got home and just started bawling when she saw me. And then I started bawling because, you know, she was so worried about my face. And so I think sometimes things happen to us and it, it's going to take time. And, and the more healing that my face does, um, the easier it's going to be for me to process those emotions because it's going to be looking better and better and I'm going to be feeling better and better about it. And so, but for me, I think releasing the negative emotions or whatever you want to call them, these powerful emotions that happen from getting the dog bite, um, it's taken days and I think it's going to take even months. You know, every time I look at my face and see the scars, it's going to bring back up those emotions. And I think that's okay. I think it's, it's okay for us to take time to, to process those emotions. It's okay. If I'm going to cry about it again tomorrow, like my face is messed up, like that freaking sucks, you know, and that's, that's just the way it is. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of my experience from the weekend. Um, the dog was not a pit bull. 14 people have probably asked me if it was a pit bull. It was a mixed <laughs> little terrier. I know pit bulls have a bad name, but I just want to say that it wasn't a pit bull. It was just a little a mutt terrier dog. Um, so, you know, be careful when you're around people's dogs. I honestly, I will never pet another person's dog again. Like I am terrified of other people's dogs now, now being around one that I had met properly and that was in it. You know, there's no reason that dog should have bit me, um, but it did. And so, yeah, if you have a dog, I won't pet it. So <laughs> I'll stay away from your dog. My dogs are the only ones I feel comfortable around now. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's rough. And I think the hardest thing was the amount of time you had to kind of hold it all together and, and be professional. And I'm sure you did a great job of it, but then, then just allowing yourself to be human, like when you could finally be done being on the spot and having to hold things together, that's a long time to have to go to just not even deal with it. And and kind yeah, of for sure. I think if I could have gone straight to like the ER and had them take care of things. It would have been totally different than just forgetting that my face is bit and then waiting yeah. a whole 24 hours till I could get into not, the doctor. Not being able to attend to it. It's almost like when things happen, it's like it needs almost immediate attention or, you know, and so yeah. that was what was really hard. Like, ah, like what's going to happen? And and, and am I going to be taken care of? Will there be infection? Will there be permanent stuff? Like you have so many questions and wonders and then they all came up at once. That's so yeah, hard. For sure. Well, and I take my job very serious. I'm not going to, you know, whatever happens to me, if I'm photographing a wedding, like I'm going to photograph that wedding. Like yeah. that's so important. <laughs> that's the most important day of their life. Like I'm not going to ruin that by a dog bite. But at the same time, for me, it was, it did make it, I think a little bit harder, like you said, to, to process those emotions because they were building up probably that whole time. When oh, I had yeah. to kind of hold it all in. For sure. Oh, so I guess it's my turn. <laughs> yeah, it's your turn. This is yeah. a fair either, guys. 
one of my life goals, anyone who knows me, is to have a horse. And I've loved horses since I was very young. Saved all my babysitting money for a horse. Had like close to $1,000 when I was only probably about 12 years old from babysitting. And, and I just, that's where I put all my money was to this savings envelope that I had. And I'd write how much money I had on it for my horse. And I'd look for horses in the newspaper, like every, every weekend, every Saturday paper in the classifieds. And I was just set, I'm going to get a horse, you know? And so um, anyway, I just have gone, uh, well, I guess I should finish that part. Um, I didn't, ever get my horse because when I turned, I think I was almost 15, I was 14 and a half. Um, I had the opportunity to go on a cool trip to Israel. And so um, with my grandpa, who was a tour guide and all of my kind of extended family that was- It was 15, the trip of a lifetime. It was the trip of a lifetime. And so I was super excited to go, but still a little sad that I was giving up this dream of mine. And like, a year and a half ago, I was just driving in my car and I had this idea that I needed to get this horse. And so I'm, I'm still working and I'm in the process of that, but in the process of like bringing horses into my life, I was like, I'm going to take horseback riding lessons with my kids and give them some exposure and, and, you know, kind of moving towards this goal. So we went on Saturday horseback riding and uh, my little guy uh, that's four years old was riding with me and we had ridden for four hours, lots of training, brushing, you know, all the different things. And so we were riding these horses around and, and this, in this particular case, we weren't working on like controlling or handling the horse, um, but someone was guiding the horse. And so I had no control over the horse, it was just kind of a little ride for me and my son. And so I'm sitting there on the horse with him. He's in front and and the horse, all the horses had been pretty calm that day and stuff. And But I came, we came around this corner, we were being led around this corner and a horse kind of in front of us outside of the pasture moved suddenly and startled our horse, which caused our horse to like flick its butt in the other direction really fast. And so it wasn't like a big buck or anything, but he flicked us right off because I'm trying to hold my son and hold onto the saddle and all those things. And I didn't have the greatest hold with all that was going on. And so we just flew through the air, both he and I, and he's screaming as he flies. <laughs> and in my heart, I'm screaming like, what just happened? And anyway, we land and I hit my hip and it's super sore. It has been since Saturday and it's just not feeling great. I did go to the chiropractor. I had six vertebrae out in my back. It really did a number on my spinal cord, but I, I was grateful. She could put me all back together and, uh, but I'm still waiting for this hip to heal up, but it just, it kind of like was one of those, almost like a slap in the face. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like, hey, this is my dream. This is something that means a lot to me. And then, you know, I even visualized things going great with my kids and it being this really great experience and before I had gone. And then um, all of a sudden I'm being flicked off the horse, right? And, and I thought, wait a second, like, this is my goal. Like, isn't it supposed to fall in, in line and like, come all together full circle you know and it kind of it's one of those things where you know as a life coach I I realized you know this is just part of the process you know it's it's like um Edison doing the light bulb and thousands of times he fails you know and I'm just like this is part of the process when you've got a goal 
you know, you're going to have times you fall down. You're going to have times that it doesn't go well. You're going to learn from those mistakes. And that's when you become even better is because you learn from those things and you learn what you like and what works well for you and, and what not to do next time. And so anyway, it, it, for me, I, I did have a tear, some tears come up right after I was fine. And then as soon as I stood up and I felt how sore I was, I had some tears come up and I was like, oh, like that, I didn't expect it, but it came and I was like, you know, it's, it's okay. And, and the, the lady who trains the horses, her name's, well, I guess it shouldn't use names. Anyway, she, she just was like, she's like, how's, how you doing? And she's checking on me. And she goes, are you crying? And I said, yeah, I got an emotion coming up. I'm like, I'm just going to let it flow. And I let myself just cry for a second. It was just, just a little tear or two. And then it, and it was done, but it was interesting because I was able to kind of attend to it right away. And I think if I had to put on my face, like kind of how you had to Christina for hours and hours and then deal with it later, like there's definitely a difference between having that emotion build and build and build versus being able to just process it out right then. And, and like you think of a pressure cooker and a pressure cooker, um, if you don't let the steam out, it just builds and builds and builds. There can even be an explosion, you know, but if you, and if you only let a little bit out at a time, a little bit of steam, a little bit of steam, you kind of maintain and you do okay. But really, if you want to get down to like dealing with the problem and really releasing all of that, it's like, you got to let it cool and let it, let the steam out let the lid off and not have the steam anymore. And so anyway, just when it comes to emotions, I think all of us can learn so much more about what's going on with us. And one of my best ways that I've dealt with emotions, um, there's quite a few and you can share your favorite one, Christina. I do love to write. I love to say, I feel, you know, angry or I feel sad or I feel whatever. And then write out when I feel that way. And another one I love, and I don't think I'm built for this because when I, I, I love to punch a punching bag, but it always hurts my hands. And I know you're, there's certain ways you're supposed to wrap your hands. I should probably learn that, but like I hurt after I do it, but I'll take a punching bag and just like hit it as hard as I can and yell out all the things that I'm frustrated with. And they come out all at once and like my hands ache after but that's one of my favorites because it's just this physical, like, boom, like I just get it out. So anyway, those are my two favorites, um, go-to ones. How about you, Christina? <laughs> I like the write and burn you write something down. Like if I'm super frustrated about, and this usually is tested with people. Like if someone said something or there's gotta be some kind of situation with another person, I like to write it all down and then write out what I'd like, like to say to them, but it would never say to them, you know, and then I just burn it up. That's probably my number one favorite one. And I think taking time to cry too, probably is my second favorite is good. Um, with yeah. the whole dog incident, I think that one's been most healing for me is just letting myself cry about it and being sad about it. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. And I think, I think the most important thing is to pick something, try it, see how it goes. If you like the technique or if you like, if it works well for you, great, try it again. If, if you're kind of like, eh, that one didn't really get it for me. I still feel like there's stuff there. Then try something else. I, I've also heard of glass. Glass is a really cool one. You can write on glass, like the person's name and then huck it against the wall or something. You need to wear safety goggles. <laughs> so you're not getting hurt, you know, wear clothes with long sleeves and pants and whatever, just so you're not getting cut up, but and be prepared uh, to clean up. <laughs> yes. And you're and the other rule is you clean up after yourself for sure. 
um, no one likes to go on a run or a jog and see glass there and, and, you know, have the mess. So you gotta, and that's always good to do somewhere where there's not a lot of people, of course, keep yourself safe, clean up after yourself, but yeah. Um, definitely think about some of these ones we've mentioned or ones that you already know that work for you. Um, and then, you know, if there's an emotion that's come up in the last week and you haven't dealt with it, get it out for sure. So that's our challenge today is look at your emotions, see where you might need some healing and then actively process that out. So awesome. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, so for our oops moment today, I wanted to actually share two, and these are not my oops moments, and they're almost <laughs> not even oops moments, but I really feel like I should share them today, so they're kind of funny. They're both kind of funny stories, so the first one is about our dad. Um, it's his birthday today. Um, it is Earth Day today. We'll be releasing this tomorrow, <laughs> but um, just wanted to give him a shout out, and I thought of this because it's his birthday today, and um on my birthday, I called my dad because he was, he hadn't been eating very well and he was getting pretty weak and he was getting pretty close to passing away. And so I called him and Liz was there actually with him. And I said, dad, thanks so much for not dying on my birthday. And he said, I never die on birthdays. And it was just so great because he was really out of it at this point, like super drugged up, super weak because he, he wasn't able to eat. And it was just so funny because he just, the way he said things and his whole character about it, it was so great. Never I'll die on your birthday, Bean. Yeah, yeah. It, was so it was so funny. So that's the first one. And then the next one um, is about my son. And this is just hilarious. So a few weeks ago, um, our brother Robert was in town. And Rob is like the cool uncle because he likes to play video games with the boys um, with Liz's five boys and with my boy. And they just think he's like the coolest ever. And Rob has a Nintendo Switch that has many games on it, like 300 games or something. He just, he's really into games, you guys. And so this Switch is very famous among uh, the grandkids. <laughs> all the nephews. Yeah. yeah, all the nephews love this Switch. And so um, Rob came to stay at our house for a little bit. And um, one of the mornings after, actually it was right after he left, he left to go to Utah. <laughs> Jackson comes and he's, sit well, he's sitting on the couch and he says, when Rob dies, and I'm like, what? And then he, he realizes that he's saying something that's kind of maybe not appropriate. And Kimber's like, his sister's all, that's mean. And he grabs me and takes me into his room. He's like, come here, mom, come here. And takes me into the closet and closes the door. And so we're in his closet. And he's like, when Rob dies, can I get his Nintendo Switch? <laughs> And this is because we've been going through all of grandpa's stuff. Yeah, we had just gone through grandpa's stuff. It's like, you can have this and you can have the backpack and you can have his rock collection and we're going through everything. And so, of course, my little five-year-old's like, well, when Rob dies, who's going to get his Nintendo Switch? And so I say to him, I was like, well, his daughter is probably going to get, you know, his Nintendo Switch. She'll get all of his stuff because, you know, your stuff goes to your kids, just like grandpa and his stuff went to us. And he's like, well, well, she doesn't even like the Nintendo Switch because the night before Rob had said that his daughter doesn't like to play the Nintendo Switch. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm like, Rob's going to live for a lot longer. So you're probably going to be really old by the time he passes away. And you're probably not even going to want his Nintendo Switch anymore. He's like, oh, I'll want it. And so 
<laughs> I told Rob that when he dies, that Jackson wants his Nintendo Switch, and so Rob said that he's gonna save it for him. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. He's got a good. So way. funny. Oh, and one other comment too. And he's when I said, "Oh, was Josh probably gonna?" He's like, "Are you sure he's not gonna give it to the cousins?" So Liz's boys. He was afraid that they were gonna get it, and he wasn't gonna get it. <laughs> there's five of them to fight to like compete with, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it was just so great. So that's our oops moment today is I just love kids. They just say the darndest things. They're so funny. It's great. Oh, fun. Okay, well, I did want to mention too, when it comes to emotions, if you want a little more help of how to process those or how to recognize those or how to get different results when you've got emotions coming up and how to strengthen relationships instead of hurt those, Next week on Thursday, the 29th at one o'clock, I will be doing a free webinar. And so um, it's all about emotions, spring cleaning your emotions. So if you would like to join in, just personal message me and I will reserve a spot for you. Just find me on Facebook, um, Elizabeth Paris, P-A-R-A-S. And I'd love to, um, to let you be a part of that. Love to have you join that free webinar and gain some more skills and knowledge about handling emotions in healthy ways. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And I wanted to extend an offer to all of our listeners. Um, there's what, about one week left of the month and I've never done a photography set like this. And I do travel for photography. So if you're listening, I usually I travel to Idaho, Utah, Colorado. Um, if anyone books a photo shoot with me this month and this month only in the month of April, and it can be for a future photo shoot. So as long as you book this month and you say, you know, we're going to shoot in whatever month you want, I'm doing 50% off of all of my photo shoots. So I just wanted wow. to give a special deal to our listeners. Um, so give me a call if you're interested and we can set up a time. Um, like I said, I travel to Idaho, Utah, and Colorado. So any of those areas and I'll we can set up a time for when you want to do those photos. Is this just for April? Just for the month of April, but the photo shoot, you just have to book it in April and then it can be for the rest of the year. So as long as we take the photos oh. in 2021, you can get and does, does it count for weddings and everything? Yeah, like, weddings, family photos, senior portraits. I do business photography as well. Anything. I also have done product photography for sunglasses companies, solar companies. So if you have a company and you need, like if you have a clothing company, you want picture that, any of that would be 50% off. Amazing. What a deal. Cool. So we have a free webinar coming up Thursday, the 29th of April at one o'clock. And we've got 50% off of amazing photography by Photo Bean Photography. And so if you're interested in either of those, give us a personal message and we'd love to help you out. So awesome. Everybody have a great week. We'll talk Thanks to you later. Talk to you next time. Bye. Have you been enjoying the Arise and Thrive podcast? If you submit a review, we have got an offer for you. Click the link in the notes below this episode, enter your name and your email, and we will send you a free copy of our valuable beginner's guide to managing your emotions. We all know what we need to be doing to improve in life, but are you ready now to take action to start arising and thriving in life? We want to help you. Do you have an unfinished project or do you have a goal that has been on your mind but you haven't made it a priority? Would you like to make more money? Would you like a new car? How about improving those 
really close relationships that need some repairing or some nurturing. We are here to help you with our vision board masterclass. You'll enjoy daily accountability and support. You'll enjoy having the mindset shifts and techniques that will help you to accomplish your goals and future goals. Visit our website today to register at ariseandthrivelife.com.